we will face disappointment. We will face setbacks. We are going to face all these hurdles and these obstacles. All of that is real and it will really happen. But we must not allow disappointment to be a temptation that causes us to quit on our greater purpose. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Welcome back, Conscious Investor. I am always grateful for you being here, taking time to listen. And this is a Monday Mindset episode. And today we are going to be tackling the second part of integrity. And before we jump into this second part of integrity, and specifically, this is going to be the seven temptations. Previously, we already spoke about the six, and I have to actually look at it, the six practices. And today we're going to be tackling the seven temptations. Before we do that, you know, I always have a few cool announcements and maybe even an ask and a shout out and things like that. So I just wanted to one, start with a, hey, I know some podcasts will say the price of admission is, and so I'm going to do that. I'm going to say, hey, it is free to you to listen to podcasts. And if it's the Conscious Investor podcast or any other podcast, that you are listening to, please take a moment to subscribe. Please take a moment to share and especially take a moment to rate and review the podcast. If you are enjoying a podcast, it shows so much love to the podcaster that you are listening to or the ensemble cast. It shows so much love and consideration to them and it lets them know, hey, your content is making a difference in my life and you're making a difference in the world or wow, your ideas are challenging me or inspiring me or encouraging me, or it might even be, I really love your podcast because actually sometimes I want to punch you in the face. (laughs) I mean, like it could really mean a lot of different things. So if it's my podcast, the Conscious Investor Podcast, or any other podcast that you are listening to, please leave honest ratings and reviews. Now, Conscious Investor, you've been listening for a while. And so, you know, I'll usually say this, I'm throwing everybody in there because we have an abundance mindset. There is plenty to go around. And so it's not just about leaving a rating and review for the Conscious Investor Podcast, but it's about supporting all podcasters out there. I'll just remind you, it does take money and time and a lot of effort to create and generate a podcast. And us podcasters, we love it. We love serving you and that's why we do it. So if you love listening, just please show that love right back our direction. Shout out number two. I'd just like to say a huge shout out to Mode Wealth for sponsoring the Conscious Investor Podcast. Now, when you're listening to this, tax season is still coming up. It is right around the corner. And some of you are like, oh, shoot, it is like April 3rd and we haven't even started our taxes, right? Please make sure that you are being wise and strategic with your taxes. Mode Wealth has a very advanced team that can support you in making the best decisions for your tax strategy. Now, they're not going to be able to change anything that you did last year in 2022. However, they can get your taxes taken care of and they can create a strategy with you so that your 2023 taxes are going to be strategically aligned. And my gosh, they have helped the Holly family out so significantly. That's why we love to share and support them. All right. I also have a third announcement. And that is if we haven't connected 
Conscious Investor, you know you are important to me. I create the podcast because I care about you and I want to support you. I want to see you bring out the greatest potential of your life from within you. If we haven't already connected in some capacity, I'm not just like some voice you're hearing on whatever platform you're listening through at the gym, in the car, at the grocery store, where I oftentimes listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening and however you're listening, you're hearing my voice. But guess what? Hear this you conscious investor are actually genuinely, truly, critically important to me. And so I would love to connect with you, even if it's been a while, or if we've never connected, take a time, go down to the show notes. There will be a link and there are three different ways you can connect. If you just want to pop on a 20 minute, like, Hey, I just want to say, hi, Julie, let's pop on a 20 minute call. If you want to schedule a call to say, Julie, I'm really interested in your performance coaching and how you could support me in leveling up my life, bringing out my potential, please make sure you schedule that call. And if you're interested in investing with our company, Three Keys Investments, then please schedule a call because dang, remember we only do 506B investments, which means if we don't have a conversation, you don't even know about the deals that we have and we don't want you to miss out. Because at least if you pop on a call, you get to see the deals that come up and you get to choose and select. But if you don't have that phone call, you don't even get to be on the distribution list. So just wanted to encourage you with that. Also, I'm going to make a very special first time announcement ever about something taking place this fall that is absolutely huge. But I'm going to save that because these announcements and updates and all of this can go too long and we want to jump into our content and serve you powerfully. So I want to let you know, I am going to make a very first, very huge first time announcement just for you, Conscious Investor. And if you listen to the end, you are going to get it. Don't skip because holy cow, we got to jump into this whole concept of integrity. Integrity is so paramount. And I'm going to just throw myself under the best that I'm going through a lot of growing pains right now with having the first Conscious Investor Growth Day in-person event to having a TEDx audition right after that on the heels of it. And I could have chosen a date, but I'm traveling to events. So I'm like, those dates weren't going to work. So this concept of integrity was actually near and dear to my heart because this episode right now, I could be in tears right now because generally speaking, I have these episodes recorded a couple of weeks, at least minimum one week in advance, sometimes a month in advance, because I like to be really considerate of this amazing editorial team that produces the podcast, right? Shout out to the Grow Your Show team because I couldn't do this without you. You are amazing. And what took place was I've just been like, whoa, oh my gosh, we've got my daughter's birthday party. We've just had so many moving parts and I got behind. It is Saturday and I am recording this. Not only that, but my good friend, Adam Adams, he's the owner of Grow Your Show. He has podcasts on podcasting and we recorded a series of episodes on podcasting because he coached me on podcasting last year. He reached out and we've been chatting. I went back and I listened to one of our episodes that we recorded last year. And literally I was like, yeah, I don't want to be the person slowing the bus down. I want to make sure I always have things in early and in advance, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I am like the perfect material for this concept of integrity, right? Because integrity is following through. Integrity is doing what you say, your words and your actions match up. And so there are times where we go through these growth spurts and 
we're like that puppy where you're just going through one of those growth spurts and you're like, I don't even know how to move my body. I've watched this with my children. We could go to toddlers who are learning to walk and they're kind of stumbling. Maybe you can relate Conscious Investor to some of your growth spurts as you've been progressing and you're like, oh, wow, I know I can do this, but I want to do it with grace and finesse. And this is not grace and finesse at all. So anyhow, this concept of integrity was something that's really, it's so important. And so just to touch back to last week's episode, we were talking about the six practices because integrity is such a huge concept in in the Motivation Manifesto. Brandon Burchard really tackles this in a beautiful way. The six practices, just to touch back to that real fast, was like we think before we act. We never commit to anything where we lack passion. We keep our word. We always treat others with respect. We always tell the truth. We always favor action. Okay, but then we come into this next session section right here, where it's like, these are the temptations that we face that can completely derail all of that. And so we need to be very wide eyed, very aware about these. And those areas are impatience. There are seven of them. I'm going to just give you, I'm going to do you a one up. Some people would be like, no, I'm going to tell you one at a time and try to bait you along. But I respect you, conscious investor. I know that you really want more in your life and that you are striving to grow. And so I don't want to, I think it'd be a little disrespectful to be like, let me just give you like three and then kind of bait you along. Let me just show you the courtesy and respect to give you all seven and encourage you to listen to the end because they are all so powerful. So one, impatience. Two, the second temptation would be disappointment. Three, desperation, aggression, hurt, loyalty, and power. I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to just dive into these different sections for you. And again, this is declaration six. Sorry, I almost said seven because it's the seven temptations, but this is part of integrity. We shall maintain our integrity. And that is just, we shall not break integrity. Golly, I'm going to be all over the place apparently today. (laughs) So let's just jump into impatience. And I'm sure conscious investor, you have never been hurried or irritable or hangry or, oh man, like impatience is something that we face. We might be waiting in line. We were just on a family trip, just reconnecting over in the Seattle area. And so, yeah, you've got traffic and other things. So some of you get that test on your patients as you're waiting in traffic. You might be waiting on test results. That can really make us impatient. We want those results from our doctor or we want the results from a test that's going to help us advance in our career or our education. And so maybe we're waiting on a colleague to wait or like to complete their part of a project because hey, our part hinges on their part. So chopped off, let's get it done. There are a lot of reasons that can make us impatient just in general, but I really want to touch this down to family life. Once we start going into family life, it becomes a little more real. Can I get an amen on that? (laughs) So I want you to think about like, can you maintain patience when your kids are whining and complaining? Oh, that right there is so challenging for me because you've heard me say before, conscious investor, that we have like a no drama policy in our house. And so it's like, my gosh, the whining and complaining, I have zero tolerance for it. And yet at times we need to have that empathy because the kids in our home or even our spouse and partner might be doing going through a growth spurt that requires 
patience as they are navigating that and that whining and complaining. Mm. So we might also be waiting for, and I know a lot of people, I've been in this position. My husband's been in this position. I know coaching clients that have been in this position where they're waiting for a spouse to have that breakthrough that they've been hoping for. Sometimes as we are navigating growth in life, sometimes we might grow and we might go through our growth spurt and it might, might not be in alignment with our spouse, right? And so we're like, whoop, and we're like, oh my gosh, please grow, please come along. <laughs> and sometimes they grow faster than us and they have that same feeling and we can become so impatient, right? But these right here are all the opportunities for us to grow our character and our integrity. So when we start to feel that impatience, now is it, that's the opportunity for us to say, okay, how can I grow? Because as leaders, we need to be able to lead effectively the people that are still growing. And then we, at sometimes we're going to be followers and let people guide and lead us. And so that requires a whole different skill level. So if we're at that point in any of these capacities where we're feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel impatient. That's our red flag to do that check-in, that touchdown to say, huh, you know, maybe I just need to just check in and see how, how can I be more patient with this situation, with this person, and how can I lead them to that next step in a really helpful, constructive way? I have found that it's really helpful to look to the past at times where I have been impatient. And I'm just going to be honest. Like, I think if we're all on it, like, let's just all be honest. It's the best policy in life. You sleep really well when you're honest. But when we're honest with ourselves, like, I just say, I was really impatient with my daughter at the ski resort yesterday. She was whining. She was complaining. And honestly, it was her nerves and anxiety. But I allowed all of it to get the better of me. So if I can look back on that, as I'm doing right now with you, it's like, oh, yeah, this is what was taking place. She was really anxious. She was nervous about the weather conditions, about the ski conditions. And so she had some anxiety. It was coming out in this other way. I'm not saying that's acceptable, but I'm saying, okay, this is what was taking place. And I'm pretty sure I responded like a fellow 12-year-old instead of a middle-aged mom, right? And so now I can look back and say, okay, how can I show more patience to her? How can I guide her through her anxiety, through her nerves? How can I support her in this process in a constructive way moving forward? And if we're honest, golly, it's a little embarrassing, right? I mean, if we're truly honest, it's like looking back just to that situation yesterday. It's like, that's so embarrassing. Like, that's not the kind of track record I want to have as a mom or the reputation I want to have with my daughter. And yet that's what I planted yesterday. So now I can use that to inform my future. And that's not just the future with my daughter in that one relationship. I can apply that to all the different relationships. So take a moment and just contemplate where can I grow patience? What was a time recently where I was impatient What were the circumstances and dynamics and how could I have responded differently? What is that going to look like in my future? The second temptation is disappointment. I know you've never experienced disappointment. (laughs) So my husband and I were actually discussing disappointment earlier today. Coincidentally, in regards to our teenage son, 
aka my guy, aka man child, because he's like the tallest person in the family and he's so strong and such a good guy. And all that to say, I'm saying, hey, I think it would be worthwhile to upgrade his bed situation. You know, I mean, like he's a giant, he's bigger than all of us. <laughs> and so like maybe I mean, he's so tall, like, let's just give him, let's consider giving him some more space. And all of this led into this very interesting conversation with Steve, my awesome husband and partner in life. Love him. It's so grateful. And that lets us interesting conversation about disappointment. I am going to go down this rabbit hole and just let you in because I think this might reveal some areas of disappointment that and some dynamics that many of us don't realize we have. In my childhood growing up and up until recent years, meaning the last decade or so, I really suffered from a scarcity mindset. And regardless, I don't think that that was woven in my life intentionally or anything like that from my parents. However, I did have a very steadfast scarcity mindset. And in that, I would recall as a kid going to a store, seeing something in like wanting and desiring it and being kind of like, I think that they're going to buy that for me. I actually think this is going to go through and then it doesn't go through. And so learning to like, just don't get your hopes up type thing. Right. And I actually realized in this conversation with my husband discussing this with him, I was like, that's what happened to me as a kid over and over again. And so I didn't articulate and voice things that I wanted because I didn't want to face that disappointment. I knew I didn't have the ability to execute on something as a kid on my own. And so I knew I was completely dependent on my parents in order to do certain things. And so I was like, I'm just not going to get my hopes up. I'm just not even going to ask for it. I'm just going to accept things as they are. And I realized, I think my son may have fallen into that same category. And I think in those early years of his life that he experienced something very similar. Now, I don't know. I'm going to talk through this with him later. So I'll give you an update. But all that to say, something that happens to us, we face that disappointment and then we just don't want to say something. Like things don't turn out the way we want or we desire. And sometimes in later in life, this can actually bruise our egos, right? And so we have to be really, really acutely aware of disappointment and what does this stem from and what does it produce in our lives? Maybe you've been disappointed because you weren't chosen after crushing a presentation. I might be facing that level of disappointment. Conscious investor, if you've been watching on Facebook, you know, I just auditioned. I passed the first hurdle for a TEDx talk which is an application and they sift through hundreds of applications. I passed that. I got an audition slot. And now it's a matter of, do the curators also believe in my idea? Do they see it as something that is going to fit into the theme that they are building around? And so this is, I might be facing that disappointment. By the way, I get to, I'll find out probably at the end of May of this year. So 2023, if you're listening to this later, we'll know. (laughs) But that could be really very disappointing, but then there's also acceptance that would would come with that. So maybe you have done something and you're like, I know I gave everything that I had and I believe in it so deeply down to my core, every bit of me, but it's out of my hands. We can face disappointment. We might be disappointed because we've been hauling our kid around for years, cheering them on on the sidelines. And now they're not the one being wooed by the colleges. 
they're a fantastic player at their sport and at their skills and everything. And yet they're getting passed by. That can be disappointing because we can have disappointment for other people in our lives. And it might not be that you're like, oh, you have to get that scholarship. It just might be that you really wanted that because you knew your child really wanted that. We might be disappointed after working out and eating well for the last year, and yet we haven't reached our health goals. Okay, so here's another one. You might be disappointed that the words you spoke in love that were well-intended were absolutely rejected, maybe even twisted. You might be disappointed that an event was postponed. Some of you know, I posted a very sad face a month or so ago. Just, I was so disappointed. So excited to meet Ryan Holiday and Robert Green at this event that they were putting on. And unfortunately, one of them was ill. It was so completely disappointing. I hope that they are well, but we face disappointment. And here's the thing, more often than not, what do you do with your disappointment? Yeah, a lot of people bury it, they stuff it, they compartmentalize it. They don't actually address that disappointment. A lot of times we don't even give room for us to actually acknowledge. Like for me, that whole experience with Ryan Holiday and Robert Greene's event being postponed, that was one of the first times I really actually said, oh my gosh, I'm disappointed. Here are all the things that I am feeling. And I was actually able to just say, I'm feeling this and I'm feeling sad and disappointed and frustrated. And I recorded this to you as well on a previous episode. So we can like go through all those feelings when we're disappointed, let them be, they exist. But unfortunately, more often than not, people use disappointment as that point of now I quit. Disappointment equals quitting. Now that's not what we want in our life. That's not how we want the narrative to play out. But a lot of people do this. In Motivation Manifesto, Brennan Burchard puts it like this. He says, disappointment is just the excuse small people use to justify their urge to quit and enjoy a life of ease over hard work and trial necessary for real achievements. We will face disappointment. We will face setbacks. We are going to face all these hurdles and these obstacles. All of that is real and it will really happen. But we must not allow disappointment to be a temptation that causes us to quit on our greater purpose. He goes on to say, if we are not disappointed from time to time, we are not attempting anything new or bold or significant. So just going back to say, I'm like, I might be disappointed if I'm not chosen for the TEDx stage, but I can also say, I put myself out there took my idea. I put it in the application. I gave everything I had at that audition. And so I know that I'm growing and I'm attempting something really super new. So I want you to think if you're not being, if you're not disappointed, are you trying anything new? So disappointment is a great sign in our life. And I highly recommend evaluating what am I disappointed over And what does this reveal about my growth, where I'm at in my growth cycle? I know it sounds weird. Yes, we need disappointment in our lives. Temptation number three, desperation. Okay, the reality is fear is real. And how we respond to such situations real or exaggerated in our heads determines our character. And let's just face it. 
The boogeyman scenarios from when we were a child, that was the training ground for us to deal with the bigger boogeyman scenarios when we're adults. But most of us as kids weren't trained. Our parents did not teach us how to navigate the fears that we've created in our heads. And so now we face these other fears. So we see grownups, and I can say this because I live in far North Idaho where there are tons of preppers. Like you have people playing out this fear in their head, finding the evidence for something and supporting it and just allowing that to dominate and control their lives. There are plenty of other examples aside from preppers, but that's just something that's real and personal, right? And so during the pandemic, we had a lot of fear. And there was a legit reason for so much of that fear, right? And then there are also the fears that get exaggerated. And so learning how to navigate that so that we don't make desperate decisions is absolutely critical. Here's some other reasons that we create some desperate situations. And just let me know. I would love to know. Shoot me a personal message, julie at julieholly.com if you want. I would love to know if any of these actually relate to you. Because I was thinking about some of the times where I've made some desperate moves that didn't over the years, right? That did not work out so great. And being an honest person, you just fess up and be like, dang, that's mud on my face. And I am sorry. But have you ever accidentally sent an email or text to the wrong person. And you're like, out of all the people that should never have read that, it went to that person. You're like, oh, geez, I cannot believe I just did that. No one doing that, right? There's no take backs and you have to navigate it. Maybe you find out and you act in desperation because you find out your boss wants your reports sooner than you planned. You're like, uh, did not know those TPS reports were due at the end of the day. And that desperation for some people, not for me personally, because I said I'm drawing upon some of my experiences. I have had that experience, but sometimes people use that and they will act out in desperation. And in that desperation, they might start just fabricating reports. Uh, I got to get this done. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, done. Here you go. Yikes. That's going to cause a lot of problems. Maybe you have unexpected guests arriving. And so you act in desperation and you start just shoving all sorts of stuff that you meant to clean up yesterday and the day before and last month, you just end up shoving it in the nooks and crannies. Mm. Maybe you are running late to a meeting and you bend, maybe even break some of the traffic rules to your favor. Maybe you act in desperation because you're not invited to a friend's gathering. And so you start saying unkind things. Not something I've done, by the way. That's just not cool, not nice. Sorry if you've done that. See, look, now this is one of those things. And now I get to real time play this out, right? I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but like, oh, that would really hurt my heart. So I want to go ahead and just Brennan Burchard really sums this up well. I'm going to read directly from the Motivation Manifesto on this one. He says, and this is great because I just did it. Not really acting so much out of desperation though, but you know, this will be relatable. I think we have all made bad decisions when we were needy. So let us remember them and look to our patterns. Here are some questions to ask. What point of need drove us to bad behavior? How did we think about others, the world, and ourselves in those unhealthy or irresponsible moments? How could we have behaved differently in ways that would have supported our faster rise and a higher sense of integrity? What are we committed to in similar situations in the future? And ultimately, that's what matters. Who are you going to be moving forward? Who is your future self going to be? 
when desperation arises, what are you going to do? Because it's just another temptation, right? Fourth temptation is aggression. And aggression, a lot of times we think of as somebody getting physically aggressive or verbally aggressive. And those are really the obvious things about aggression. But let's just talk about it in a real way. Most people are passive aggressive, right? And they don't just take the appropriate action necessary. Maybe it's like, I'm just not going to really help move this along. I'll just let everybody else figure this out, even though you're the point person and you could really drive the ship, right? Like there are a lot of ways where we can be passively aggressive. We could also be subversive. We might plant seeds of doubt in other people's heads. We might actually just kind of throw that wrench in the wheel in this just really passive way. And I know that sounds, it's different than being passive aggressive because you're actually like intentionally doing something negative and delinquent. So a little different. Subversive is more like, I'm just going to like, or passive is more like, I'm just not going to do this. And I'm just not going to really help out. And and then subversive is more like, no, I'm going to help out. And I'm just going to be that little devil over the shoulder type person. That's just kind of throwing the darts down. And nobody's going to be able to point to me as a person that's doing that. So one of the important questions we need to ask ourselves is like, if I removed my anger or hurt from this situation and acted from my highest self, what would I do now? You will face a situation where you will want to act in an aggressive way, whether it be passive, subversive, verbally, physically, you're going to face that. And so we have to align ourselves and say like, "Mm, okay, so if I take all this away and all of this frustration and anger and everything that I'm feeling, how would my higher self act and behave? All right, moving on to number five. I do want to honor your time. I know I took a little longer on the first two because they're really, they're all really important, but dang, those are good. Fifth is hurt. Okay. So when we're hurt, we could become spiteful. We might become violent. We might become subversive or disruptive, but what may be worse is we might actually build a wall. Yeah. So we might build a wall that like separates us from the rest of the world. I'm really personally, I have to say, I'm throwing myself under the bus. I'm really great at building walls. It's like, oh, wow, that didn't work out. Let me just build this wall and you can be on the other side of it. And it's something I'm aware of. And so that's great. I can be aware of it. And that way I can actually address it so that, you know, I can navigate it in a healthy way. Those are coping mechanisms that we develop. Oftentimes early on in our childhood, we develop these coping mechanisms and most of them just fly under the radar for all the years of our life. And when we start doing that deeper inner work, we start to realize like, oh, whoa, that is a red flag. What am I doing? All right. I wrote down, I I took some notes here and I was like, we can become hurt in some of the smallest ways possible. Let me go ahead and I want to read this little bit of some questions and inspiration directly from Brendan Burchard's words. And remember, these episodes are directly from Motivation Man or inspired directly from Motivation Manifesto. He says, let us ask. So these are the questions that you should ask yourself when you are feeling hurt. How do I usually act when I am hurt? How do I see and react to other people? When I am in a negative mood, what reminders can I give myself the next time I am feeling hurt so that I stay true to myself and keep progressing in life? Listen, the reality is, and he goes on to say, maturity insists we recognize that feeling hurt requires the same thing as feeling happy, a conscious choice. 
And we don't usually think of it like that, do we, conscious investor? We view our hurt as something that was inflicted on us as if, no, you hurt me or that hurt me. And instead of saying, wow, I feel these feelings and now I have a choice as to what I do with these feelings, I get to navigate that. Let us examine whether or not it is useful to keep around. Let us realize it is our own internal representation of a situation that we alone have given meaning to. We can feel the hurt, but we must release it quickly and never aim it at others. Integrity is learning to feel hurt, but not integrate its darkness into our soul or cast it onto another. And a lot of times that is what we like people like to do. I've done it. I'm sure you've done it from time to time in life as well, conscious investor, but we'll aim that hurt and we will put it on others. And we have to ensure that we are not taking that course of action because it's just detrimental. All right, we're nearly finished. We've got two more. I am going to give you a really special announcement after these last two. Number six, loyalty. Be loyal to the truth or beware of corruption. All right, with loyalty, we never lie or justify for any reason because we understand it will create darkness that will swallow us up. Oh my goodness. Loyalty is a great character trait to have, but there can be a temptation to protect people in the wrong way. We see this so often in abusive situations. Oftentimes someone who's being abused and I experience this, they make excuses for the person abusing them. Oh, they're just, and they don't even realize the extent of the whole situation because there's a deeper loyalty to the situation, right? Sometimes we will be so loyal to someone in our lives that we are blind to the things that they are doing, even though they are wrong. I'm just going to dumb this down for a quick second. Say my family's been enjoying Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's an old show. There aren't any new episodes or anything like that. But we watched an episode recently that demonstrates this perfectly. And that is the main character. They're detectives in the Brooklyn Police Department. And one of his like very first detective buddies, they were beat cops together, came back in this episode and they went out. They were working a case together and turns out that this guy was planting evidence. And so the main character, Jake, had to make that decision, listening to his new partner who figured this out. It's like, I got to do what's right. And they end up, instead of Jake being loyal to this person, he had these really great ties to and experiences and bonds with and all of that. He was loyal to the truth. Like, it's not our place You could plant evidence and try to get this drug dealer busted, but that's not the right way. Being loyal to what is true. So not being loyal, our loyalty to a person, it goes to the extent of what is true in life. Are they following what is true, right and good? Or are they doing things that are wrong and destructive? We don't want to be loyal to that in any way, shape or form. All right. Our last Temptation is power. And so many times, conscious investor, I have said over and over and over again on so many episodes, money will exaggerate and exasperate what is deep within you. So if you want to have greater wealth, that greater wealth is going to bring out and amplify everything that's in you. So if you're a greedy jerk, guess what? You're going to be an even greedier, jerkier person. And the same thing is true of power. 
Power exaggerates what is already inside of us. So when we consider the temptation of power, one of the most important things for us to do is say, anchor ourselves. Who do I want to be? Who am I right now? Who do I want to be? And who would I be proud of? Because when I have power, when I have influence, when I have wealth, like whenever I have whatever I believe is power, when I have that, I want it to reflect and you know what you want it to reflect, conscious investor. You want it to reflect all the goodness that you were created with. God created you so magnificently, so beautifully. You are going to have to say, hey, I got to trim down some of these other things because I guarantee one of those temptations really stood out to you. And so you want to address these early on because it's easier to address things when they're small versus, oh, wow, I have power. And now I just got shut down by social media because I'm a real jerk. (laughs) All right. So these are the seven temptations impatience, disappointment, desperation, aggression, hurt, loyalty, and power. Let me know. You could leave a review and let me know which one stood out to you most. You could also shoot me an email, julie at julieholly.com if you like. Now for a super cool announcement. I don't even want to wait to share this. And so you've been patient, you've listened, and I haven't said this outside of my husband and a couple of very close friends, but I'm going to be launching something that I am so freaking excited about this fall, and it is going to be called Basecamp. And we see so often we hear about masterminds and masterminds is such a buzzword, but it's not what people need. Yeah, I know you do need masterminds. I'm a part of mastermind. Like, yes, you do need mastermind groups and that's important. But really what you really, really need is Basecamp. I'm not going to elaborate much on Basecamp right now. I'm so excited because my mind has been churning on this. My subconscious mind has been churning on it. My conscious mind has been churning on it. And honestly, I believe in it so much. And I believe in how much it is going to support you, conscious investor, that in taking those first and next steps, as well as contributing back to community, it is going to amplify everything that represents being a conscious investor. And I'm just beyond elated. So a few steps to get there. I've got events that I'm going to be speaking at. And so if you are going to be, I'll be in Denver in April, I will be in Phoenix in May, And then I will be in Dallas in June. So if you're going to be in any one of those places, please look around on my social media or shoot me an email so that I can connect you up and say, hey, I only choose great events. I'm very selective about the events that I associate with and what they represent and how they support people. And so I just want you to know these are great events. So check out Pay It Forward, check out Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference and check out Dealmaker Live. I hope to see you at one of those events. After those events are done, it's going to be finishing up the Conscious Investor book and then we'll be ready to launch Basecamp. Conscious Investor, you are amazing and I am grateful to share this journey with you. So please make sure that we're sharing it together. Make sure we're connected on social media. Make sure that you are on the newsletter list because it's so much fun and it will offer you a special insight each week as well as nurture you as an investor financially and personally, internally. It's like very well-rounded newsletter that I know will support you. Until next time, Conscious Investor, live big, love bigger, do great things. A lot of people missed out on my recent offering because they simply weren't on my investor list. Being on my newsletter list won't provide you with access to the deals I have. 
This is because 506B regulations require you and I actually discuss your investment goals before I can show you the deals I have. If you're on the fence about investing in apartments, schedule a call today at threekeysinvestments.com. If you think you're new, so you don't want to be on an investor list, you're missing out on opportunities to refine your ability to review offerings because you simply will never see them. So head over to Three Keys Investments and schedule a call.